Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. to the paddle and fin podcast i'm brian and i'm jay <laughs> i'm trying out new intros welcome jay it's been a hot minute since you've been back on here yep yes sir hope you enjoyed your time off yeah the vacation was great <laughs> yeah i wish i could say the same it's been super Oh man, how you been? Oh, what a roller coaster, man! Got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the past eleven days that I've been on the road. So, yeah, it's funny. You look like you've been on the road for eleven days. <laughs> I yeah, I got home Monday morning at one a.m. It's Monday afternoon. I had to wake up this morning, go to work, Ooh. and then uh, got back home and uh, found my couch, and I just woke up. So, yeah, I'm burnt out, man. It was a long trip. Too long. So, and I think I told you at some point during that trip, it's like, it's different if you're, like, with somebody, but when you're by yourself, it's just a grind, man, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I bet. 
But uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll start with Kansas, right? Yeah, let's just dive right in. <laughs> let's just do it. Um, yeah, left left the Wednesday before the Kansas tournament. Got there. That was like a twelve-hour drive, and uh, got there. Got camp set up. Drove around the lake a little bit and uh, looked at some maps that night. Kind of put a game plan together for pre-fishing. Um, I think Thursday it was like fifth or sixth cast. I landed uh, 18 and something. So I was like, oh, this is going to be decent. You know. And... Um, Ended up catching a bunch of fish throughout the day. And, uh, you know, that that lake there is, like, super, super unique. And, uh, you know, it's a reservoir that was flooded. So there's a bunch of trees underwater. So, like, and I'm going to preface this a little bit for tournament day is, uh, you know, there's stumps just below the surface that you can get caught up on. Trees sticking out of the water, stuff like that. So... I know when I originally looked at that lake, you know, my thought was, you know, pitching the trees with a jig and, you know, uh, you know, there should be fish held up at the base of the trees, which, you know, what I ended up discovering is that lake was pretty much going into spawn. Uh, males were on bed. Some females were close by or moving up. Um, scouted the north, northern end of the lake um thursday the southern half friday tournament was saturday but uh when i discovered when i scouted that northern lake i think i talked to you i've never seen so many alligator gar in my life like the whole north end up by where the the creek or the river whatever it is that jumps in, drops in there it was uh the water was super muddied up there was like alligator car just like sun tanning on the surface because i mean the temps down there were like 76 to 80 degrees like air temps um water temps were i think like 68 70 somewhere in there so i saw a ton of carp and ton of alligator gar in that north end and i got out of there i'm like yeah this is no good <laughs> so then um you know, I caught a bunch of fish and um, did the south end the following day. Um, but uh, Thursday, when I got to the ramp, there was two guys launching kayaks. I'm like, all right, this is cool, you know, whatever. And uh, one dude's like, hey, you do that Paddle and Fin podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm one of the, one of the co-hosts and creators. And, um, we, uh, we started talking, um, and it was Alan Reed from, uh, Southern Illinois or Southern Indiana Kayak Anglers Club. Um, but he was fishing the, uh, the pro side and the, um, just regular tournament ended up seeing him. And then, uh, along with him with, um, uh, uh, Sam Jones, he's down there from as well. So we've uh, kind of become friends, so to speak. 
and uh, um, you know whatever we talked and we uh, sorry man my phone I didn't turn it off but uh, (laughs) so we ended up talking and come Friday I had found this spot that was uh, well I hooked into a fish which would have been my PB had I landed it Uh, it was a huge female um, hooked into her she ran into this bush got wrapped around a branch got over there and I was like leaning over trying to lip her and get her out and I was like an inch away from grabbing her and then when I turned to grab the net to try uh, you know netting her the freaking line broke and she got off so I'm like well there's some good fish in here so I stood up grabbed my paddle and kind of was just paddling through there looking and there was just beds all over huge females big males I'm like this is the spot this is where I'm going to come and I'm coming out of this cove so to speak and uh who comes around the corner but Alan Reed and Sam Jones and I'm like oh <laughs> hey how's it going you know yeah, just hanging out and I had a look on my face like oh don't go in there don't go in there please don't go in there um but they had already found that fo- uh, that spot like earlier uh the day before I believe I ended up finding out at uh, at the results ceremony or whatever, and uh, but you know caught a bunch of really good fish. Um, come tournament day, we all knew the weather was going to kick up. It was like thirty mile an hour winds, so it was like two to three foot waves. Oh, it's a beautiful day. KBF doesn't cancel tournaments, I found out. So I'm like, this this is going to be fun. And, uh, you know, right before I left Tuesday night, I had rigged up the new trolling motor setup, um, which ended up being super key to uh, this trip's tournaments. And, um, yeah, it there was one point where I was trying to make my way over to that spot I found like I stayed out of there first thing in the morning because I knew there was no way I was crossing the lake in those waves and there was one point when I was coming back because uh, the wind was coming out of the straight out of the south right across the lake long end whatever and uh, I had the trolling motor on full and I was paddling and I was like doing 0.5 miles an hour and I'm like yeah this is not gonna happen it's so okay. I turned and went into a cove and fished in there which ended up being a good thing because i caught a couple fish back in there um but i zigzagged all over that lake tournament day just because you know you were trying to play the wind well when i finally got to that spot it was just chocolate milk because the wind had blown in there um the silt on the bottom got stirred up so i mean i didn't even get to fish that spot so i ended up having to stay basically on the uh east side of the lake and I found some fish, um, mostly on uh, right off the base of the trees, pitching a black and blue jig with a black blue crayfish um, power bait, chigger craw crayfish trailer, and then uh, tossing a weightless uh, four and five inch um, black blue flake senko. Um, 
you know, is basically how I got all my fish. So, um, it was brutal for a lot of guys. I got a, I got a limit of fish, um, which was good. You know, I was like, told myself, I'm like, I don't think I did that great, but I know other guys didn't do good. Um, it was kind of similar to like what Banner Marsh ended up being where like half the field zeroed. Um, but I don't think half the field zeroed. I think just half the field only, you know, just didn't get a limit. So, um, yeah. And I didn't upload cause the cell service there was garbage and the tournament was offline. I never really checked to see where the standings were at all during the day. Um, which was kind of nice cause it just kind of left the pressure off and, you know, I wasn't worried about it, but, um, yeah, so caught my five fish. I think I upgraded once or twice. Um, there's a ton of 13 and 14 inch fish in that lake. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, upgraded a couple times. Um, got got to the uh, the weigh-in, and uh, you know this town is like a town of six or seven hundred people maybe a thousand i mean it was small small town yeah so we basically met in this little hotel parking lot um and uh you know there was uh the kansas club tournament going on at the same time so they did the results for that before they did the kbf stuff because uh they were waiting for uh i think it's josh martin he's on the jackson team Right. It could be. Yeah. Jay doesn't even know his own team. I don't do we have over two hundred guys. Yeah. And I and I haven't interacted with all of them, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, I know he does stuff with the KBF, but uh he was finalizing everything and uh after that got done they came over and uh you know, started announcing stuff and they started with tenth place and my name got read off and I was like, Oh all right. You're like, I did something good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, all the KBF trail events, um, it's set payouts regardless of the number of people that sign up. And um, so that was kind of nice. I got lucky, you know, so to speak, because I think we had 60-some people, something like that. Um, and That's a lot of people. Yeah, well, they base the numbers off 100 people for each tournament. So um, the fact that I got paid 10th place was good. I mean, it was only 200 bucks. So, But, uh, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'll take what I can get. But uh, what I didn't realize until last week was that finish qualified me for uh, the national championship the Trail Series Championship, the 10 Vitational, the 10, and I think the Pro Tour Championship. On the Pro side, I took 4th out of 8th, which, you know, that wasn't as good as I would have liked. Um, Alan Reed took 1st in the Pro, 3rd in the Regular, and uh, so shout out to Alan. Great job there, buddy. 
but um yeah it was uh it was interesting i was like all right this is how this is gonna go you know so what, what do you think you learned from that experience um <laughs> have plan C, B, D, A, whatever, you know? Um, no, I think Kansas, it went as good as I could have expected. I mean, you know, with the weather and the wind and stuff, I think there wasn't really much else I could have done. Um, I know when I talked to Alan Reed after the tournament, he was catching a lot of fish on a, on a fluke. Um, and he was fishing a shoreline that was directly across from the launch. So it was, uh, it was, it was cool, you know, whatever. Um, I pretty much covered all of that lake except for like the deeper, deeper water. Um, which, you know, with seeing the spawn stuff, I don't think there was really any fish hanging out there other than like a different species, you know, um, I don't think there was really much I could have changed, you know. It was just a matter of finding the big ones, um, which I think my big one for that tournament was like. Was it like a 17 three-quarter or something, 17 and a half? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, I, I think it might have even been 16, but. Um, oh, I'm, I'm padding it? Oh. No, I, you know, I... I it was honestly, grande. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look real quick here. Oh, it was 17. It was 17. So I had a 17, a 14 and a quarter, and three 14s. That's right, because I know I had like a 12, a couple 13s, 13 and a halfs, and stuff like that, and I upgraded. I actually upgraded a 14 right at the end there um in 11th place was uh jeff malott from uh kayak bass nation and i only beat him by a half inch so it was kind of good that i upgraded that you know right at the end with that 17 came right off the base of a tree and that was the other thing too now that i think about it i had like a 15 flop off the board there and uh, before I could get a picture uploaded. Um, so, yeah, it was that was the common theme with me throughout this trip was fish flopping off the board. Well, let's segue <laughs> <laughs> into the, the FLW Nickajack. Do we have tournament. to? Oh, uh, you know, this is, you know, be it what uh, probably your seventh day on the road. You know, no. you camped out. Well, so, yeah, so after the the results or whatever, Saturday, went back to the trailer, took like a two-hour nap. And I was originally going to just wake up the next morning and then drive the whole way to Tennessee, but it was like eleven another 11-hour 11 drive. And I was like, yeah, screw this. I'm hooking, up the, I'm hooking up the trailer. Let's roll. Let's get to 10 IC. And, uh, so I headed out and I made it to basically almost the Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky border stopped at a truck stop at like, I think it was like two or 3am and 
slept in the cab of the truck for like four hours. Got up, got some gas, coffee, and hit the road. I ended up making it to Dayton, Tennessee at like 2.30. And uh, shout out to um, uh, Blue Water RV and Campground in Dayton, Tennessee. That's where I stayed. Um, super nice place. It's actually on, um, uh, not Gunnersville. What's the other one? All these lakes are like right there on the same river system. <clears throat> that's where the FLW event was happening. And that's why it stayed there is because like HQ for our tournament was at the same place as the FLW one. So I remember when I roll in there, I just see all the FLW boats. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, who are you? Uh, who are you camping next to? Gary Yamamoto. Oh snap! Did, yeah. you, did you go talk to him? Oh yeah, yeah. Every day we talked. I was like, did you get on the fish? And uh, <laughs> he's funny, man. He's a character. He's like, today I did not find the fish. And then he'd like <laughs> shake his head. And then the next day, I, I that was like day one. And then the next day, I saw him. I was like. Gary, did you find the fish? He's like, today I find the fish, you know, and he had a big old smile on his face. But, uh, yeah, I think he made it to the top 30 or something. I know after day one he was in, like, 19th place or something. Um, but there was a bunch of those guys there, um, you know, staying at the campground. Uh, there was a guy I texted you right away because I saw his truck. It was, like, wrapped with jackson and orion coolers yeah. and all that stuff um i forget yeah, barry wilson right yeah, yeah 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 he's got a sweet setup dude his boat and his oh, kayak yeah. and his truck i'm jealous well sunday so you know i hadn't had a shower since tuesday and this campground had like the cleanest like freshest showers like hot water pressure and it wasn't where you had to like pump quarters into the damn shower for hot water. So I actually like took a shower, uh, ran to the grocery store, did did a few things, and then uh, um, I went out on the lake there and just fished a bay. I caught a couple fish on the Senko. Um, I think those fish were all in post spawn pretty much. So um, that was cool. I wanted to fish that, um, you know, just so that way I could say. You know, I had fished the lake, um, but, uh, you know, and then the, the, the next day, Monday morning started the, you know, the scouting of Nickajack, which is huge. And it's basically set up where I would say like half of it's a river and the other Mm -hmm. half kind of opens up into lakes. So I started out in the river section um like kind of the center area i was going to check some current breaks and stuff and i ended up finding some fish that day and uh they were just small they were spots so i caught my first uh spotted bass down there but um you know it was just kind of kind of crazy chickamauga is a lake that the flw was on why I forgot that, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I found some fish, ended up hooking into a uh, a new PB, 
freshwater drum that hit the same black and blue jig, which I had a rough time taking a selfie with it and getting the whole thing in the picture. Um, that thing had to be like 15, 20 pounds. I'm like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Like 10 pound bass. Like finally, you know, and I'm uh, just glad you took the title away from me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I caught that and I was just like, what the heck, man? You know? So then, uh, I knew that middle section wasn't going to be that great for me at least i i don't know i don't think many people fish the center section of the river um so then that night austin from southern lake company came down we recorded that podcast and uh yeah we headed out the next morning and we went to the south end because he was paddling so the current in nickajack is just ridiculous because that dam releases I think the average was like 38,000 cubic feet per second, which is some strong current. Ah, please. When I went I've and been, fished. I've been on that and like on the Snake River. <coughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried making my way up through that stuff. Um, I think it was uh, Thursday and yeah, that wasn't happening, but um, I took Austin down to the southern end of the lake just because he was paddling and um we found this spot that that had some current it was on a steep ledge um it was right before it opened up to like kind of the lake section of the area and um i caught an 18 and a half and he caught a 16 and uh i think he posted the picture of him holding this 16 I know I posted the picture of me holding up that 18. And because uh, I caught mine, and then all of a sudden I heard him like hooting and hollering. So mm-hmm. I went over there, took his picture, and then I was like, don't throw that back yet. Let me measure it. And I measured it. It was 16, threw it back. And I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. And he's like, wait, what? Like, I'm like, no, dude, mm-hmm. like, this is a good tournament spot. We need to get out of here. If we catch two fish like that, you know, it's holding decent fish. So we uh, we got out of there and uh, went and scouted some other areas. I think we caught a couple small fish, something like that, um, and then went back. Uh, so that night, I remember I jumped on Navionics and I started looking at maps, looking f- looking at what that spot looked like, and then trying to find other spots like it that were close by there. Um, and I found one that was the next launch up. So I went and scouted that the next day and I pulled in the launch parking lot there and, uh, saw Alan Reed's truck, Joshua Booth's truck, mm-hmm. like a bunch of heavy hitters trucks all in this parking lot. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. You know, like this is not where I necessarily want to be, you know, or maybe it is, <coughs> excuse me. So I, uh, motored up to this spot and sure enough caught like a 16 and a half inch fish and i was like all right that's a, that's all i need to know and got out of there and uh ended up never going back to that spot was that a bad move or a good move i'm not really sure um but i ended up running into joshua booth at the ramp talked to him for a bit 
Um, headed out of there Thursday, fished up by the dam. And uh, like I said, there was some strong current up there. Uh, caught a smallmouth, caught a red eye, uh, caught largemouth. And I think that largemouth I caught was like 16, 17. But it, it was just like mostly short fish. And I'm like, this is just not going to do it, you know? Like, you'd have to sort through so many fish. Not only that, you're trying to stay out of the way of a bunch of bank fishermen right there. Because uh, there's a it's a big city park, Chattanooga City Park right there. So there's a ton of guys shore fishing and uh the current is strong um and i was just like yeah this isn't gonna do it so i got out of there but um so then friday i went and found another spot on the south end that was just like that spot me and austin found and uh like five cast in i caught a 19 and i'm like yep this is gonna work I'm out of mm-hmm. here. Turned around, got out of there right away because I had not seen a boat over there all week. Um, there was nobody near me because Friday, basically, a lot of people were pre-fishing, but we had to be off the water by 1 o'clock. So I'm like, I got these spots that like nobody knows, and uh, nobody's really fishing. So I'm just going to leave this be. I don't want anybody to see me over here. So I turned around, got out of there. I mean, I launched at, I think it was like 5.30 central time. And I was back to the ramp by like 6.45, 7 o'clock, something like that. So I went up and scouted another section in the Center River channel again. And that was no good. So, um, yeah, I'm like... I'm on good fish, you know, like I was super jacked, super pumped. I'm like, felt really good. I'm like, between the two spots on the south end, I'm like, I can pull a limit of like a 17-inch average out of there, you know, which I thought would have been a solid like top 20, you know, so to speak, which if I would have had like a 17-inch average, I think that would have been more closer to top 10. What's what's 17 times 5? But, uh, you know, I kind of was like, all right, you know, I got this set, you know, got off the water by like noon. Yeah, 85 inches. So that would have put me in top at, top 10 with a 17-inch average. Um, but, uh, you know, I got off the water by like noon and... Uh, or back to camp by noon. And that was the thing, too, because I was staying up in Dayton to the south end. It was like an hour and 10, hour and 15-minute drive. So here's a fun fact. I reset my odometer when I left town in last night when I got back. Total miles driven was 2,985 in 11 days. So a lot of drive. Yes, sir. So yeah, I, I felt super confident and, uh, but when I left the ramp on the South end on, on Friday, I saw a couple guys fishing in that spot. Me and Austin found, and I'm like, great, you know, like, and then I saw a guy standing on the opposite shore 
with binoculars watching those two guys fish <laughs> with a kayak on the trailer. And I'm like, seriously, dude, like sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what everybody thinks about that. That kind of, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, I've been out here for a week grinding out, finding my fish. And here you are showing up, just watching everybody from shore. Like, I don't know. That made me kind of salty. Well, I guess, you know, Hey, so we could <laughs> probably ask the listeners, do you think that's an honest way to do recon? Yeah. By watching other people fish from shore with binoculars. Yeah. Is that legit? Is that okay? Let us know. Yeah, I'd love to hear what everybody thinks on that. I, I was I think I called you and I was like, dude, like this guy is sitting here, you know, and I was all worked up about it. And I was just like, Oh yeah, you're at work. Sorry, dude. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, you know, I've seen people do that. I mean, I know there's there's some people that do it on the water. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely a, a tool that's in, uh, employed by a lot of people. And I don't know if it's okay or not. I mean, technically, they're not really impeding on you. It's more right. of an honors thing, I think. You know, it's right. You know, it's kind of like when you roll up somebody, you're like, hey, man, how many fish you got? You're like, like 12. Yeah. You know, right. only, right. really only been two. Just lie. Just lie, lie, lie. Yeah. Maybe it's the only way to get truth. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, man, are you freaking kidding me? And, uh, and then I went and scouted this one area of the river, which that area where I scouted, I was like looking at my uh, depth finder because I had my maps on too. And I'm like, does that really say 100? There was a 100 foot hole in that river. I'm like, oh. Jesus, dude! You should have drop shotted that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like put like an eighty foot lead on it. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I got out of there. Felt like super confident. We had our meeting Friday night, captain's meeting, and they just kind of went over some stuff. Um, you know the FLW. Uh, Guys were there too, not like the tournament anglers, but the uh, FLW tournament directors and stuff. They were there, um, so it was good. It was exciting. There was a lot of energy in the room. Uh, a lot of people were pumped up for what's to come, and uh, you know that this whole partnership with FLW was kind of the next step in the right direction for blowing up our sport and what i found totally interesting was is after they had announced it you know because flw is is worldwide um Mm -hmm. and when the kayak thing got announced i guess there was like 20 some other countries that reached out and were like hey like how do we qualify guys to send them to this so like there's going to be some people from other countries at the big um the big dance in August uh which I thought was really cool man um it's kind of similar to what Hobie does with Hobie Worlds mm-hmm. you know so um I thought that was cool um and it's only going to grow from there um from from the conversations that were had at the at the meeting and stuff so um, you know, obviously me being my normal self, go back to camp, retied some stuff. Um, 
you know, got all my stuff ready to go and then just tossed and turned all night. Didn't get crap for sleep. Like kept going back and forth. Am I going to go hit that spot me and Austin found and then go to spot two or just go straight to spot two? And my gut kept telling me, just go straight to spot two. And I just went to spot one, then spot two. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, day day one was not a good day. Go to spot one. Uh, spot was blown out. Caught two fish. I think one was like a 12 and a 13 and a half or something. And... Right away, I was like, you know, I was only there for like 45 minutes. I'm like, yep, time to get out of here. Those boys outfished this yesterday. Go to spot two, uh, catch an 18 and a quarter. I'm like, sweet, this is right what we wanted. Then caught a 17 and a half. Well, I got to take that back. I always forget this part. So I'm going to leave spot one, and kick the trolling motor on going to shoot across the lake and like i'm like dude i should be doing like four and a half miles an hour and i'm doing like barely three what the heck you know well i had seen a line that was floating under the water at spot one somebody must have got snagged on the bottom left a bunch of line and that got caught up in my prop like 30 yards of it so that slowed me down. So I'm like, whatever, just get to spot two, start fishing, figure that out later. Because that was the thing. There was huge thunderstorms blowing in at like 10 a.m. Central time. And that was the thing too. Like this whole Nickajack Lake thing was confusing because half the lake is in Eastern time zone mm-hmm. and the other half is in Central. So you had to like totally plan out like what time you had to be off the water like figure it all out like if you were fishing the south end um you could launch at 5 a.m lines in at 5 30 a.m lines out at one check in by 1 30 but if you were in eastern it was you know 6 6 30 to 2 30 so um yeah Catch that 18, get the 17 and a quarter. I'm feeling great. Like, this is perfect. Um, this is right before the storm hits. It take, was literally. Take the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> take the picture of the fish. And, uh, you know, it's like, obviously, I had a long drive home and I'm thinking about it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like. You know, I think because I did decent at Kansas, I just got lazy at Nickajack, which, you know, right before we started, you were like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, the most important one, you just, like, get sloppy and lazy, you know. So uh, instead of putting my bump board on the floor of my boat, I had it on my lap, had this fish great on choice. there. Yeah. Great yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially with your linkage, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, so now you're like 12 feet above the water. And uh, take the picture of the fish, get a good picture. I have my left hand on the fish, and my right hand is my cell phone, and I'm typing in the measurements. And uh, just about to hit submit, and the fish flops off the board, hits the bottom of my phone and my hand. Phone goes up, 
fish falls in the bottom of the boat. I like reach for the phone, tip it, knock it even further away. I see it land in the water. And I was just like, no, no. Tried to grab it, couldn't get to it, and it just sank. And I'm just like, what, what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm screwed. Like, my day's over. I might as well go home. I screamed some choice words, which I'm sure folks all up and down Nick and Jack Lake could hear. And uh, I'm just like, why? Like, this is, I had the fish in the bottom of my boat. I could have taken another picture had I had a camera, but I didn't have a camera. Left the GoPros in the truck. Why? You know, I don't know. That was dumb. So I'm like, I'm screwed. Like, I just, I was just like totally besides myself and, um, I'm like, well, I got to head back to the ramp. I'm like, there's no point in sitting here, like, sulking about it. And uh, so I took off back to the ramp. And again, trolling motor is not running the best. I'm fighting against current going back. I end up running into a guy fishing under the bridge uh, out of a Hobie. And I'm like, hey, man, explain what happened. I'm like, I got a GoPro in my truck. I had thought about that on my venture back in... uh, I'm like, if I take pictures and get them uploaded, does that count? And he's like, yeah, it should. I don't see why not. So I was like, all right, get back to the launch. Because this spot is like, it's it's a good half hour, maybe 45-minute ride uh, from the launch. And I get to the launch, and there's a a local dude uh, catfishing from the actual launch. And I was like, Explained to him what happened. I was like, do you have a phone I can use? I need to call my tournament director. So he's like, yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, I had to use his internet on his phone to look up the tournament director's phone number because all that information was stored in my phone, which is now on the bottom of Nickajack Lake in 13 foot of water. And trust me, I like thought about like, do I dock my boat and try diving down there? Like, you know, like I, I literally thought because I know that phone is waterproof for up to like 10 feet and it was in like 13 feet of water, but I was like, there might be a chance. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to waste more time doing that. So, uh, call, call Richard Penny. And, uh, I was like, Hey, uh, this is what happened. I do have a GoPro. Can I do that? And he said, yeah, you can do that. However, you have to have your photos uploaded uploaded by the deadline in whatever way you got to do that, uh, which is 2.30. Now, going back to the preface, I'm an hour and 15 minutes away from my laptop, a Wi-Fi signal, and all that. I'm like, Whatever. That's that's fine. Thank you. Got off the phone, ran to my truck, like legit ran to my truck, got my GoPro, and that's when the hurricane hit. Like 40 mile per hour winds, like torrential downpours where you couldn't see like 60 feet in front of you. Um, thunder, lightning. Dude's like, I'm getting out of here. 
threw his catfish back in the lake, loaded up his rods and hightailed it out of there. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, well, it does no good for me standing here. Jumped in my kayak and took off. I'm like, I need to get back to that spot before those fish move out deep. And sure enough, they moved out deep. So 45 minute, half hour, 45 minutes back out there. Fish end up grinding out a limit. Uh, got two more short fish. Uh, had uh, like another 15-inch fish flop off the board, another 13. Like it just was not my day. Um, but I did get five fish. Then I had to leave by, I think it was 11 o'clock central to head back to the ramp, get my boat loaded up in the truck, drive like a madman to Dayton to get the chip out of my GoPro onto my laptop and upload it to Tourney X. So I legit lost a half day of tournament fishing. And, uh, I was just like, this is, this is the worst, like, well, this is the stuff that nobody knows about. Like everybody just thinks that, you know, you show up to a tournament, everything start, you know, starts and ends right where you're at. Yeah. And it's definitely not the case. I mean, especially when you get into these, you know, KBF tournaments, I mean, they, you know, large lakes, multi launches, uh, you know, they've got check-in, you know, check-in points, and that's all in correlation with where you're camping, where you're fishing. I mean, I remember when we did the championship, it was, man, I mean, you would drive for over an hour like you're doing, and this is like in Kentucky, and like you can't go anywhere fast for the most part because it's like 40 to 45 mile an hour around all those crazy turns everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it is so much involved, like, there's the fishing, and then there's the logistics aspect of it. Well, here's here's the best part to this whole story. Right before I left town, was at Rocktown. Grabbed all the last-minute things I needed. One of them was a C-Line waterproof cell phone case. Friday night before the tournament, I grabbed that sea line case. I tethered it to my life vest. Saturday morning, I even put my phone in that sea line case. And I was like, this is too big and bulky. I don't like it. And I took my cell phone out of that sea line case. Naturally, because it's waterproof. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, this won't sink. This this could have all been prevented had I left my cell phone in that waterproof sea line case. So yeah, you know, I was I was just so furious with myself because of that. You know, it's like you had that, but no, you didn't want to use it. Like seriously, I had a full on conversation with myself back to the ramp, <laughs> and. Uh, and that was the thing. After I got back to my spot, I think I only had an hour and a half to fish, you know, before I had to get off. And, you know, you mentioned check-in points. What they did um, is Tourney X did, like, a check-in thing, mm -hmm. but you had to do it through the web browser, not the app. Um, or you could text Lynette, um, like, your name and checking in. Um, 
which I didn't have that phone number because that was in my cell phone, which is, you know, at the bottom of Nick and Jack. And uh, so after I got my pics uploaded, um, I had like 10, 15 minutes to spare. Uh, so I drove down to Dayton Boat Dock and uh, checked in with Lynette physically just to make sure I was legit and wasn't going to be, you know, DQ'd or whatever. And uh, I ended up running into Chad Hoover and uh, just kind of gave him like a, a knuckle pound. And uh, he was like, how'd you do today, man? <laughs> like, well, and, and his camera guy was with him and they recorded the conversation. So I don't know if it'll make it on a YouTube video or not. I really hope not. But, uh, you know, told him what happened. I'm like, you know. My stupid mistake, uh, I paid the consequences, and he was like, well, did you get a limit? And I was like, yeah, I got a limit, but I got some shorts. And he's like, well, you're still in it, man. You know, like, don't worry about it. Like, you're still in it. Which, in some aspects, yeah, I, maybe. But, I mean, I think I ended up with 68 inches, and the leader was, like, 92 inches, and then second place had, like, 86 so I'm like 20-some inches off, you know, basically. So I didn't really think I was going to come back from that. But, um, you know, I had set out I just wanted to place like top 20, top 30, you know. Um, had my my fish been there, yeah, maybe we could have talked about top 10, you know. But, and that's the thing, like I never, like... Yes, taking first place would be awesome, but I've just been, like, shooting for, like, that top 20% of the field, basically, and uh, just to stay consistent, and uh, I ran to the Verizon store and, you know, luckily got some things worked out there, got a new phone, uh, went to the captain's meeting to get the day two identifier, went back, uh, to the, the camper, got all my stuff set up, did an Instagram live. And, uh, you know, I know I sounded kind of down and out on that, but it was like, you know what? Like the big thing was, is like, look, all this stuff happened, but we still have tomorrow. Like still look forward, get out there, grind it out. And, uh, you know, just learn from your mistakes and keep going at it was kind of the thing I was going for. I don't know if that came across very well, but, uh, did you put your phone in the little lanyard tethered thing to your vest? Next question. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? The phone's waterproof. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like, uh, as I'm, you know, sulking over my day one results, uh, you know, I'm like, well, what did I do so wrong? Like, and that was the thing, like we've talked about like systems, like putting the fish in the net, uh, pulling your board out, getting rods cleared off your deck and, you know, just going through this thing. And I didn't do that day one. I was just like board fish, you know? Yep. So day two, I'm like, I need to go back to my old system. Had no issues then. And um, so I did that day too. Uh, had no issues. Well, and that was the thing too is my old cell phone case, 
didn't have these ridges on the side. It was like slick. No, so you're yeah. grabbing a fish, it's slimy and slick, and you know, that was part of the problem. Um, but the real problem was it wasn't tethered to me. So, uh, yeah, day two, go to my spot, fish are not there, catch two shorts. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I had no backup plan, like no other spots, like really that I had fished where I found decent fish. So now I'm pre-fishing during actual tournament time. And, uh, I had ended up, uh, I think it was day one morning when I was heading out. Yeah, it was day one morning when I was heading out. Um, kind of right around the corner from that spot, I remembered seeing on my graph like a bunch of like decent fish marks, and I had marked those spots. And uh, this, it was kind of like a came out to a point, and. There was current on the one side. On that point was like these huge boulders underwater. So I I went up into there, and I ended up pulling like two small fish out, like a 13 and a 14 or something like that. And, uh, again, had a, a couple fish flop off my board day two, but I ended up grinding out the good chunk of the day right on that point. And uh, ended up pulling out a 16 and a half, I think a 14. I lost a 15 off the board. Um, I mean, with all the fish that I lost off the board, we're talking like 12 inches, like if not more. Um, that would have upgraded me. But uh ended up grinding out that spot, just dragging a Ned rig across the bottom. And uh, they were hitting it, and... Uh, that saved my day, um, even with just grinding out those fish. Cause a lot of people struggled day two. It was funny. Um, you know, I was talking to Alan Reed and Sam Jones, uh, after day one. And what was funny is I had just got back from the Verizon store, showed up at Dayton boat dock and I run into Alan and Sam and, uh, told them about my day and sam's like yeah i gotta go to the verizon store too my phone doesn't even work it won't work but he he got all his fish uploaded i said man the dayton verizon store is gonna love us kayak guys you know so i know he ended up getting a new phone but um uh what do you call it a uh you know we were talking and it was like, you know, some people are going to fall apart day two. It always happens, you know. And sure enough, it did. Like, I know Christine Fisher was up there um, after day one. And day two, she had, I think it was like one 16-inch fish or 17. The other four were all 12, 12 and a quarter, 12 and three quarters. And I was just like, whoa. And uh, that happened to a few people. Some people only caught four fish. Um, But uh, I ground out another limit. Um, I did have one 12-inch fish on there, which I didn't even know if they were going to accept because it was right on the line, man. Like, it was just barely touching it. But um, it got accepted and approved. 
Um, but you know, with that being said, I still jumped, I think it was like 10 spots or a little over 10 spots between day one and day two, you know, because some people fell apart. Um, I know some people zeroed that tournament. Some people only caught one fish, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was like caught those two fish in the morning. And I'm like, with everything that happened day one, I was like, I might as well just go home. I can get home early. And I think that was part of the problem too. Like I'd been on the road so long, you know, by myself. I just wanted to get home, see my dog, see my family, you know, like, I'm just like, this is, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, you know what? Just stick it out, grind out a limit. As soon as you do that, um, you know, fish till one o'clock, check in and you can just load up here and go home. I didn't have to go an hour and a half back North to Dayton. I mean, I was right there next to the interstate. So grounded out. Um, what, what did I end up finishing 64th or something? I think so. It was like 63rd or 64th. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, finished it off, drove home, talked to you, talked to Scott, uh, talked to my old man and they were just like, you know, this is what it is, man. Like the fact that you finished 64th with only fishing a day and a half instead of two full days against the best of the best, like really can't complain and um you know and that's kind of the way i took it um would i have liked to done way better yeah obviously but oh, you know sure. with, with the circumstances given like and that was the thing like i grinded out a limit both days and like i said like i know joshua booth like day one i think he only had two fish three fish maybe um i know a lot of people like struggled man and uh and it just stunk, you know, it's like in retrospect, I think what I should have done is like, yeah, I found those spots that were all the same, but I should have also had a spot that was very different that was holding some big fish. Um, so that's kind of what I need to do for next time, you know, but uh, yeah, uh, ran into Drew Gregory, talked to him for a bit. Met Eric Jackson, got to show him how to use Tourney X. Good old EJ. That dude's a character, man. Like, showed up in a red one-piece jumpsuit, you know, with, like, Jackson kayak patches on it and stuff. Um, uh, Met Chad Hoover, Lynette from KBF, uh, Richard, and, uh, you know, a lot of other cool people, but... uh, I mean, all in all, it was a great experience. It was definitely a learning experience. Um, so there, that's that's pretty much what the the championship will be like. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 long. <clears throat> you know, when you <clears throat> you get to these places, you spend a week out there, and then you do a two two uh, a two day tournament. Yeah. Man, uh, people want to say, "Oh, fishing's not that hard." Okay. <laughs> Well, like, okay. <laughs> and that was the thing too, is like, uh, you know, the big question I had in my mind is like, all right, I got these spots. Are they going to produce fish for two days? And I think they would have had the weather not changed. 
because they were on current seams. So you pull one fish out of there, another one moves in. And I don't know if that was a conversation I had with you or if it was with uh, Scott, but, um, you know, being the fact that they were in current locations, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it would have replenished every day, so to speak. Because I was kind of drifting out to deeper water and releasing those fish out there. So that way, in hopes that a new fish would, you know, kind of move up into there. Trying to stack your own deck. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, you got to do that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I didn't have a good backup plan had those spots failed. And I knew that was a possibility with the weather that blew in because that was the thing too Sunday. It, uh, it rained all night because, it, you know, that was the thing in the live stream. It wasn't supposed to rain all night. And I was like, you know, uh, the storm should be over. Those fish should move back up by tomorrow morning, and I should be good to go. Well, I woke up at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. getting wet because the fan was on and open in the trailer, and there oh, was rain much. coming in there. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the hell? You know, because <laughs> when I went to bed, it wasn't raining. And uh, it rained all night uh all morning so the water was chocolate milk day two in those spots and i'm just like i'm screwed like anything that could have happened and been stacked against me happened you know so it was just like oh man but i think uh, the, the more important aspect is i think you got your limits yeah you know as yeah. i would measure myself first yeah and even with all the adversities yeah. you know it's like you know you still <clears throat> you still power through it see i would have imploded yeah see and that was yeah. the thing that was the thing that scott said he's like dude i don't know how you do it uh, he's like after the whole mishap with my phone he's like i would have set my kayak on fire on sh once i got back yeah. to shore yeah i know dude tournaments <clears throat> like tournaments like drive me crazy it's probably because i have to work harder than a lot of other people but you know, oh my God, like once I get that negative side of me, once that thing comes out, man, the positive gets pushed down and it's, everything just sucks. And well, you just want to like scream your yeah. ear break rods. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a mind game, you know? And that was the big thing is like, like, you know what? And that's what I told myself Saturday morning, you know, when I was getting frustrated, I'm like, you're here just for fun fishing at this point, dude. Like you're not in contention to win anything. Just grind it out, fish it out. You're lucky to be down here in this beautiful setting, uh, fishing, you know, it's like, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I kind of complain, but it's like, you know, in retrospect, it's like, you know, I could be sitting at home doing nothing because it had been raining nonstop up here from what I heard. At one point, yeah, yeah. At one point, <laughs> nothing but rain, dude. At one point, uh, when I was in Kansas, my wife—I was talking to the wife. She's like, "How's the weather down there?" I'm like, "Oh, it's like beautiful, seventy-five, sunny. You know, just hanging out." She's like, "Yeah, it's snowing here. Yeah, so you can uh, go pound sand, basically." Yep. Um, yeah, this spring has been awesome up here. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know. I'm like, you know, just just chill out, just you know, 
fish it out, do what you can do, and uh, put up a limit and go home. That's all you can do. At least you can say you can put you put up a a limit both days um, and a decent limit, you know, uh, and you know, call it a day, go home, yeah. and you know, whatever. So, yeah, hopefully, some of you can learn from my bonehead mistakes. Yeah. Well, they're going to have their problems too. I'm sure everybody goes through it. I've been through it. I, I've been through it again, <clears throat> you know, again, in that first tournament, I had to like rediscover uh, a system again. I don't, I still don't even have it down Yeah. because the big rig is still really new to me. I haven't had a lot of tournaments in it. You know, I'm still like going through stuff. So, I mean, I, I know how it is, you know, Yeah. <clears throat> what do you, uh, what's the, what's on the, the agenda for, uh, the next uh, couple weeks, tournaments, anything? Oh, jeez. I don't even know. I think we got a free weekend coming up. Yeah, that's next weekend. I know we're planning on fishing. Uh, I think in two weekends I'm supposed to be fishing down on Caffeine for KBL. And then, uh, yeah, after that is end of the month is uh, KBF St. Clair. Ooh. which uh, yeah and then what two weeks after that is madison chain yep the madison chain yeah buddy yeah buddy that'll be an interesting one <laughs> uh, i'm looking forward to that one it's the uh st Clair one that kind of scares me that one's a big body of water and uh that could get very unsafe very quick. So, especially if you're out offshore. So, but, um, yeah, that'll be interesting as well. So, but from, from some conversation, uh, I, conversations I heard this past weekend, uh, those fish should hopefully be up close, kind of getting ready to spawn. Because the water temps are still cold. Obviously, it just snowed last weekend. So, but yeah, you're um, looking at going up north. Yeah, you're definitely looking at first two weeks of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe even a little further. Yeah. Especially since it's been so damn cold. Yeah, yeah. It's so you know. I mean, even up here, the fish are like just now starting to get up there and spawn or come shallow and yeah, you I know, mean, hit all the typical spring baits. Yeah, Banner Marsh, I think they were in span spawn mode, but it's been so much warmer down there compared to up mm -hmm. here. I think fish are just moving on to bed uh, up here. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So I'm going to try to fish some some stuff locally here the next couple of weeks, kind of chill out, reset, and, you know, get my stuff together. So. I want to get on some pike. That's all I know. Yes, I, with all sir. these rivers like insane, I just looked today at the displays at three thousand CFS. I'm like, that's still too high. Yeah, same. I'm same like, with the Kish. I looked at the Kish today yeah. too. I'm like, dude. So I'm like, I got to get some lake action. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of a place, eh, weather permitting. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's it's got private access. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. uh I haven't been out there all year. Lives there. Yeah. yeah. 
I haven't been out there once yet in the kayak. I fished from shore a couple times, but yeah, I haven't uh, haven't ventured out on the home waters yet. So you've got bigger lakes going off. I was I was kind of hoping yeah. to do that tonight, but uh, yeah, I found the couch when I got home. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, should be good, man. Um, yeah, so. Anything else? Just waiting to get out there and go fish now that the weather's getting kind of better. Of course, we are taking a 24-degree dip into tomorrow. Oh, really? Uh, from today. Oh, yeah, dude. What's it supposed oh, yeah. to be tomorrow? It's be like 54 or something. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, so great living here. Gosh. It's like, I, you know... Uh, I just reevaluate it every single day at this point. I'm going back to Tennessee, man. I know. Well, I can hear Todd right now. It's bloody room down here. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're going to make room for two Yankees. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, he's always like, hey, man, you go mountain biking. Hey, man, you can go kayaking. Hey, man, you can go snowboarding. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. I know. <laughs> right. It's like, I like my rooftops, though. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful down there but uh yeah guys um questions comments future topics emails at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com uh go to the website you can find all our socials uh blog pages merch store things like that at paddle the letter n and fin.com um Shout out to Southern Lake Company for coming down, spending some time with me. Uh, I know after the last podcast, a couple of you guys started following him. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, what else? I, I, I got to check the email. I think we got a, a few emails from listeners, so we'll, we'll, we'll drop those on the next pod. And, um, yeah, demo days for Rocktown are in the show notes. So, with that being said, until next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.